Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I am Paige Dr. Sean. So, I am the, the doctor. And I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. Yeah. Welcome to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, all things related to the black culture. The doctor in front of your name. I'm so mad I can't find my intro. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Trip. How you doing? Good. How are you? Girl, I'm getting holding on, honey. Wow. <laughs> Listen, you know, this corridor of the year from the anniversary of my mom's passing through all the holidays and my birthday in a couple weeks is yeah. just so. It's a lot. Tasha says. But I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was singing down. Oh, that listen. One thing about know, Fantasia. Man, like swear to God, you can't tell me that they did not write that song specifically for her from when she was originally yeah. on Broadway. Because honestly, now don't get me wrong, with the new adaptation, the second round of the play, what Cynthia Rebo did was mm-hmm. Celie. Cynthia Rebo's version of I'm here was something because that girl can sing her face off but it just wasn't i put your picture on my mirror like it's just (laughs) listen but that's a part of the reason why i needed you a part of this conversation because you are a like the color purple fan fan down down. (laughs) and me personally so y'all probably gonna take my black card but I never watched like the entire movie of the color purple until <laughs> recently, like a few days ago after I saw. Oh my lamb. I know it was just so long, but it was it's an amazing movie. It was just like super long. Like did I knew what it was Titanic? about. Have huh? you did you watch Titanic? I did, yeah. Did you okay? Did you watch Green Mile? No. Okay, that's fine. But you watched Titanic and it's the same. You're right. You're right. Don't do us. <laughs> That's okay. Did you read the book? I did not. Did you? Yes. And I'm okay. rereading. I read, I read the book and I'm rereading because I bought, I, I literally just bought a new copy the other day because they had a cute new, um, a cute new cover. Okay. So I'm rereading it. And like, you got to read it because it's, and you haven't seen the play. Did you see the play? Was it like? No. Oh, God. I know. But just like that triangulation of yeah. book, movie, book, well, really square, because it's book, mo- original movie, play, new adaptation, but then okay. both plays because, oh, it, oh <laughs> God, I, man. And here, I don't want to get too far ahead of us in our discussion, but <laughs> clear the people who are reacting to some yeah. of the stuff, like, uh, Fantasia's and Taraji's kiss and all of that. Y'all clearly didn't read the book. That, that's what I'm like. Y'all didn't read the book, obviously. I mean, I didn't read it either, but I knew that, like, that, like, Suge and uh, Celie, they was in a whole relationship. Okay, they were yeah. getting at 
yeah. living, breathing, <laughs> like actual. Okay. They, and but I think me, that's, I, yeah. What really, really blew me the most about, uh, and this wasn't a, um, everybody, but a significant amount of people's reaction was like they had like visceral actions, visceral reaction to the fact that it was a musical. And I'm like, where have y'all been for the last year? Like we knew that. Right. And how did you not know that? But that's why you're the perfect person to have this conversation with because you've seen, you read the book, you've seen the play, you saw the original movie, and you recently saw the new movie. Correct. And I saw the play multiple times. Right. <laughs> right. And the, the girls is in a frenzy right now because they're like, well, I didn't know it was a musical. I didn't know it was like this. I didn't know it was like that. Um, yeah. And I don't understand. Again, I don't, I, we're not going, we're not going to be the dear horse. But <laughs> yes. For those of you who are watching who have not gone to see it yet. It's a musical. It's a musical. And I will say, here's what I'll say. Okay. So you ain't asked me, but I'm going to ask myself. If you right. were to ask me. <laughs> What were my thoughts? What did I think of the movie overall? That was my first question. Okay. So <laughs> again, as we stated, I am a color purple fanatic to the point where my favorite color is purple. But that's because that's my mom's favorite color and her favorite color is purple because of Prince. But that's neither here nor there. But the fact of the matter is that's my favorite color. Look. Period. Look purple. You, it's really a prettier purple, but you can't see one of the things. But anyway, so... I knew what was going to happen, right? Like I at least had a loose thought of where everything was going to go. I knew where when the songs were going to kick in. I knew the songs for the most part, minus the one with Holly, uh, the one that Holly wrote, mm -hmm. the one with the young Seely, like her. I think her name is uh, Felicia. What's the baby? I think her I don't name. know. What okay? I'm gonna look it up. What yeah, the one who plays young, um, young Sealy. Yeah, her, like they have a song together. That was the only one prior to uh this movie that I didn't that I didn't know. It was new, right? Yeah, it was new. Okay. That's the only one that I didn't know. But all the other ones I knew. Uh, Felicia is her name. Okay, that's the only one I didn't know. But so I knew what was coming. I knew it was there. I obviously, if you know the original color purple, they really kept some of the core lines. You told Harpo to beat me mm -hmm. until you do right by me. Everything you think about going to crumble, right? You know, you know, those kind of things. They had those key pieces there. So I was able to recite them. You know, me and the rest of the, the theater were able to recite them. There were, there were other pieces that I knew. So when I say I was not blown away. Mm -hmm. It is because there is, when you say, when you watch something or something happens that blows you away, I think that there's a inherent shock value to that. There was no shock value in this for me because I knew what to expect. Right. However, it was so beautifully done. The artist in me was in, so it was more awe and nostalgia mm -hmm than anything else now what did shock me was crazy enough De'Aaron Cole playing uh yes Leonetti's he dad. So good. he did what? so good and he's a comedic actor so I wasn't expecting him to be able to embody that role but he did that baby when <laughs> it was out in the thing and it was he was like Celia I was like, like it right, made me right. jump 
like I was like to the point so where good. I needed to look again. It's like it, I had to look it up. Like, is this who I think it is? This not <laughs> this not the one that be at that boardroom table in blackish can't right. be. Can't be, baby. Make that up. Listen, I don't know if he was in he it long enough up. for any type of award, but give that man his flowers at the yes. very least because that was at that first and foremost, hands down, he was the one that like everybody was amazing mm-hmm. acting and all of that. I will get to the, the rest of them, but like he, I just could not believe it. And second, because I talked a lot of trash, so I would eat my words. I was not, and I shared this on my Facebook page in my review, I was not 100% sold on Taraji as Suge prior mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. I told you that. Like, I, am, I, was, I had a whole list of people who they could have called other than Jill. I mean, you know, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Lewis. She a little bit too old to be. Yeah. But. It, you know, they just give like sass in a yeah. different way. Like I just yeah. couldn't, I didn't need, I didn't want Cookie as should. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I didn't want the, the lady from Hustle and Flow as should. Like I didn't, I just didn't need that. But she gave sugar, my girlfriend and uh, my girlfriend Lisa and I were talking about this. Her sugar had a polish to her like even with her stuff and her you know the the skeletons in her closet the demon she was battling her issues with her father you know that nasty woman's disease she's right still- but did they say that in the new one they did not say that okay, you heard okay. that was my that is my right. favorite line from the plus i hear she got that nasty woman's disease i would have loved for them to like put that in the new one because yeah. that would have added a whole yeah. if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive at participating McDonald's. Our layer. It would have. And now now the dad, he he did a solid three to five minutes on Suge, like got her right out of there. Right. But didn't say that part. But like, you know, Suge Avery to set the population of Hopewell County to a new high. Yeah. Plus, yes. got that nasty woman's disease. Like this. <laughs> that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it was other key pieces that really like, like that kitchen, like when Celie first marries Mr. And then she goes to the house for the first time and he like, you know, tell her to get to work. And she walk in both the new scene, the new movie and the original. When she walk in that kitchen, mm-hmm. I'm, honey, I want to fight. I want to fight. I would have left at that point. Uh, I wanted to fight Harpo in the original when he threw that rock at her. Like, oh my goodness, uh, baby. Yeah, I, I just... It was really amazing. Taraji yeah. really, really, she shut my mouth because I was talking big. I was talking big trash, mm-hmm. big trash. And she was like, let me show you how to do this. And she was her own version. She didn't do it. Mar- Margaret yes. Avery. Yes. Margaret Avery, the original Suge, she did not. She gave it her own. She gave it her own yes. thing. But this Suge had a like, if Margaret Avery was... I am going to disrespect her and go a little lower, but if she was Macy's Taraji is Nordstrom's, like you know, Lord and Taylor, like you know, sex, like yeah. Okay, so Margaret Avery is sex off fifth. 
uh, Taraji was sex. And her clothes and her way, because even when she was down and out, she was still clean. Very like, much, yes. Yeah, like Very, well put together. Yes. And so yeah. when she got herself together, it made sense the allure. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like Margaret Avery, the original Suge, her allure was like purely sexual mm-hmm. to me. Whereas, and she had that talent and all that for sure, but but uh, Taraji, and which I think was intentional with um, Blitz, the director, I think I, I'm wondering if that was intentional that every lady in the, every character, every woman in the movie had something that somebody would want to aspire to. Yes. Even should with all her mess, yes. she was still that girl. Like I understood why mm-hmm. people was like, Oh my God! And one of her at the juke people right. when she went to Memphis and like all of those things when she got her man and you know th- well hold on also please know that there will be spoilers in this so yeah okay yeah spoiler alert so if y'all didn't see the movie you might want to catch this at a later time <laughs> yeah so like when she I'm I, yeah when she went and like when they walked in that house I was like okay yeah the house was lit they okay. had some type of money. They have big money, okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and this fits. This makes sense. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I I got it. And so that's why I loved about this version. Like, it yeah. it took that. Like, you know, anytime there's a period piece that involves black people, that involves like that kind of scene with the sharecropping and the fields mm-hmm. and this and that. Like, it just has something. But there was, all of that was there, but there was something that 2023 us could be like, okay, I see. That's why it was so amazingly done though, because that movie very much took place in like the reconstruction era, you know, that sharecropping era right after um, the enslaved period. So we were dealing with like racism and discrimination, oppression from you know, white America, and sure. also dealing with things like misogyny in our own community, dealing with people sure. trying to humble black women, like dealing with all the, like the, the, uh, like the multi-layers of oppression and discrimination yeah. and what that looks like to black women, yes. even during that period. Um, and so many of us can still relate to that, even though it yes. was yep. so long ago. Right. Um, and so <laughs> while we may not be getting married off right. at 14, 15, 16, exactly. you know, I, and I was getting ready to say, or having kids to our stepdads, but also, I mean, yeah, we that probably that probably is still happening. The yeah. latter is illegal. <laughs> the former, excuse me, as far as like getting married off at 14, 15, is, is illegal in most places, but yeah, the the rampant sexual assault and exactly. and rape of black women is still a thing and And so and the silence the silence pain and just like Mm -hmm. but the but also that thread throughout and i love that the cast also displays this off screen is the strength of uh black sisterhood yes we're gonna get there we're gonna get there (laughs) okay so first i want you to tell me like which character resonated with you the most Okay, and I'm gonna try to answer this separate from my obsession with <laughs> the people. <laughs> okay, because Fantasia and Danielle Brooks, I am like obsessed. I was yes. Danielle Brooks fan since Arches the New Black, like yes. 
and then, 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 then. Yes. and Fantasia sent uh, America Idol. Period. Like, and her her biopic on Lifetime. Like I'm 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 there. Like I'm that kind of fan. Right. Right. But I think I know, and I hate you know we play these games all the time, and I hate when people do this, but I'm gonna do it. It is <laughs> both. Uh, it's it's both. It's Celie and Sophia. Whereas, like, I've never had that, like, meek, you know, do what you told, like, mindset right. that, like, Sealy had. I've always had the mouth like Sophia, but mm-hmm. I also low-key, like, resented myself for having that mouth. Like, I wish I had that gentle, quiet spirit. I mm-hmm. felt like that kind of hindered me and, like, relationships, like, my marriage and stuff like that. But there was a invisibility that's that Sealy has that I very very much related to mm-hmm. like even being loud as Sophia I still at points in life even now feel invisible and feel disregarded and feel mm-hmm. like I'm not like living in that house if you take Mr. Sugar Sealy all in one house Sealy would never be able to access even if she wanted it, the affection and desire and love that Mr. had for uh, Suge. Correct. Yes. So I that feeling of being in the presence of what is possible but not available to you mm-hmm. has been really like the story of my life. Mm-hmm. And so, but so personality wise, I relate to Sophia more. Okay. But lived experience um outside of like domestic violence like that's the that part i can't relate to but the sexual trauma and all those pieces i can it, mm-hmm. it's it's silly but you know i just ain't never been ugly <laughs> <laughs> never been never gave ugly even when i was bullied and they would talk about me i'd be in the mirror like what is it? I'm missing. I don't because what are they where? I don't see. I never got right. it. it. Never gave ugly. It never, never. no, I would say the same. Um with regard to like Celie. So granted, no, I have not experienced like her the traumas that she experienced, but even um as black women, like I, I think it as as a people as a whole, like we have to come to a place where we go through a process of finding our voice, learning it, and being comfortable with expressing it in the way that we do. Um, because we do live in a world where people just want to humble us. And so um, going through that process of finding it and allowing yourself to be as Celie did, I would say, you know, I, I definitely resonated with her. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hop into it because this movie was so much more than just cinema like i said it's the experience of like um the intricacies of what black women experience overall and um what was like really in our face was like the racism colorism and the featureism and we kind of like alluded to it already but i'm wondering from from your perspective um like how did you kind of see that manifested in the movie yeah you know what's (laughs) crazy particularly like the colorism and featureism piece is that one thing I'll say is casting because casting is something that like is really important to me. Yes. <laughs> really important to me just in general in any movie. But Felicia 
has the really pronounced features and like the wide mouth mm-hmm. and you know pronounced like uh, full lips and things like that. Yeah, like the original young um, Sealy, mm-hmm. and so I thought that they, you know, and even when Whoopi transitioned, like they they casted that really, really, really right. well. And I think that from transitioning from her to Fantasia is believable. Both both very beautiful chocolate women, but with very and not but but and with very mm-hmm. you know pronounced. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba features right they don't like they're definitely not like features that you have to look for they're like right there you know interface and i love that but what was not lost on me is and i don't know if this was intentional right because it was and because, i already know where you know going. What I <laughs> yeah. and this was an addition to this film that wasn't in the original yeah because original nettie was just as chocolate as her sister yep and the only thing that made nettie prettier if you will than her sister is the fact that her hair was done and the clothes that they put her in like she just had a, she was a little shinier she how about like she put that vaseline and cocoa butter on before she went on down to the schoolhouse that's the only thing that separated that was it. Had the same full feature same body yep. type like there wasn't anything that would have hit on that stereotypical you know whatever like they mm-hmm. just the movie match they just dressed her up a little bit more mm-hmm. But in this new one, there is a stark, and again, still very pretty, but stark difference between Holly and Felicia. And I don't know if that was intentional because it wasn't in the first one. It wasn't necessarily necessary, but I, I don't know because... Is colorism more present now than it was then? Like, I don't, to to make it more of a, like a commentary on our present society to have a lighter, like, you know, somebody fairer and, you know, daintier or, I I don't know. I don't know what it, but I just, it's something that I noticed. I will say it's something that I I noticed. I, I, I definitely noticed it. And like, I remember even after seeing the movie, my dad even asked, like, I wonder, like, what was the difference between like, if they're sisters with the same parents, like, why was that something that was so pronounced in the film? Um, And I I really think it was purposefully done. I really do. Uh, Because they wanted to kind of like drive on that point of, you know, you so ugly. Um, And he called her he called her black a few times in this movie. I think he called her black a few more times in the original, though. Um, and this week, she was ugly as what yes. ugly as household sin or something like yes. that. Yes, yes, and 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 granted, um, I don't even so I don't know who did the casting in the original, mm-hmm. but I like this that was a film that was very much done by a white person, so he may not catch all the things that yeah. we experience in our community, yeah, uh, such as the the colorism, the featureism, and all those things. So when yeah. you have somebody like a Oprah with their hand in the cast and production and you know whoever yeah. else they had like I can imagine they had more Jones. Yeah. yes right I can imagine that like because of that they were able to kind of like be yeah. more pronounced in some of the things that black women yeah. we experience which is colorism yeah. and featureism yeah and I think I'm wondering if 
again, at the time when it came out, if it again, like where the roots of colorism, we know where they where they go. And yeah. at that time, like, you know, at the time of the film, you know, people were passing and, you know, all those things like happen, like, would it have been too much to kind of like unpack? I don't know why, why it didn't happen in the, in the, yeah. in the film, but in this one, it was just like, okay, I see what mm-hmm. y'all do. But I do, I really do think that it's just a commentary on society because we have been talking, there's been a resurgence, even though color yeah. has never gone anywhere, there has been a resurgence of issues related to what it is versus what it isn't and, you know, who gets to, you know, claim harm because of it and all of those mm-hmm. kind of things recently that I do think that that intentional choice is a commentary on where we are as a people today. But then, plus, and plus also though, you have to look at just Hollywood. Baby girl can sing her face off. That part, yeah. She also gives Nettie. She very does. sweet, soft, very, yeah. pure, very mm-hmm. soft, very mm-hmm. mild, and all of that. In your game, in the original, and that, like you know, original movie when he was chasing her, it's like, no, I gotta get to school. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? But in that, in that same scene though, in this new one. Miss Natty had a little, had a little. She had a mouth. She had a little. Okay. She had a mouth. Miss <laughs> Girl said, "Ah, now I, I climb trees and do this. I got corn cup bunions and bunions on my feet. Am I enough? Now, now, okay." And so I was like, "Okay, Miss Natty, I, I like that and I appreciate that. And the thing is that, and this could be, you know." I'm being isogenical. You can put a little bit, put a little bit on the text. Period. <laughs> she, now she, uh, she. I can never say that word, but <laughs> you know, isogenic. <laughs> she, um, she ten toes down about her sister. We know that. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it showed what happens when you can use your privilege for use your privilege for good, or what happens when people with privilege don't stand up for those who don't. Uh, who don't necessarily have it. Mm-hmm. So there were moments where, just like with Suge, um, where when she was like, you know, he beat me, original movie, he beat me when you're not here. Or, you know, he hits me more when you're not here. And like, uh, in, the, uh, in the new one, mm-hmm. and like Suge was able to like, use her her privilege and then Nettie like things were different for Celie when Nettie was around and you know, that kind of thing. And again, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was just something that I just something that I noticed. But again, yeah. what came out for me overall again is the strength and safety of black sisterhood. Yes. And either you know, blood, blood or not, because you got right. Celia and Nettie, you got Sophia and Celie, their sisterhood, and you, you know, Celie and Suge were a little more than a sisterhood. Right, right. <laughs> but it was weird because that turned into a sisterhood, but we'll, we'll get there. Um, we will get there because I also want to talk about how bad. And now this is more comes out from the uh, the soundtrack and the right. play. But Suge was a gas. She is a gas lighter manipulate. Like the way she carries silly really, really, really pissed me off. Really. Dang, now yeah. I gotta get into it. Now I gotta get. You into gotta it. watch them. <laughs> so there is a part. There is a. I'm trying to think if there's parallels in 
in the new movie, when she leaves to go to Memphis and Sealy, like, you know, gets up the shrimp, the curse and say, I want to go with you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll be back. Don't, you know, it's fine. I'm coming back and blah, blah, blah. She came back, kind of promised and all that. But in the plays, there is, and a little bit in the original movie, there's a, there's a, and their song, What About Love, right before that song, What About Love, um, Shook says to Sealy, you know that um, you know this boy is going to hurt me more than I'm hurting you. And she was like, I gotta just have my last fling and all that. Really just like giving justification for why she going with this high yellow man okay. and not staying with Celine. He's like, she says, you know this boy going to hurt me more than I'm hurting you. And I was like, girl, what? <laughs> like, imagine imagine you telling me that him hurting you is worse than essentially you cheating on what I feel because you cheated on me. Like the gaslighting and wow. like Suge, Suge literally, like she took, she a bit took Celie's docile nature and really her love for Suge knew how cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs uh, Celie was for her. And she used it to her advantage. And I, I don't know if wow. I, sh- Suge, uh, Sealy, love her some Suge. Suge was given what's understood don't need to be explained. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's all I'm, that's, that's how I feel about that. And I've always felt that way about that. Now you make me want to read the book. Um, but, okay, so let me ask you this about Suge, though. So we, we agree that it may have been intentional casting to have Haley as Nettie. Yes. Okay. Do you feel as though that same intentionality was utilized when casting Taraji to be shook? Because noted, like in the first um, color purple, they was like the when the dad was talking about her. Oh, she's as black as tar. I don't know why you even want shook, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. right? But in this, the new one, he didn't say that because yeah, yeah she's brown, she's right, right, yeah, I. Again, like this, every one of the words that they used several times in the marketing and promotion of the show was reimagination. Okay. And so I think some of the casting decisions were in that. And mm-hmm. if we think about the original, literally everybody outside of Squeak was the same, basically the same. Yeah. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Complexion. Squeak was the only one that stood out. Mary Agnes was the only one that really stood out around that, you know, table. Even the men were all, like, fairly same shade. Mm -hmm. So this reimagination, I do think that the choices in color... If it wasn't intentional, it definitely created conversation. And the way Blitz talked about his decision, like his decision train or his logic train to to agree to do this, Mm -hmm. I can't help but to think that it was intentional because he he respected and honored this iconic classic work for what it is. He respected and honored Alice Walker's... work and was like I'm not going to touch this if I'm not going to be contributing to the canon in any way right that was his words he used canon I love that um 
And so that's why Sealy, he, you know, gave Sealy an imagination and all those things. So I think I would not be, I'll put it this way. I don't know if it's for sure, but I would not be shocked if these like color pieces was his contribution to elevating pieces of the story mm-hmm. or not even elevating, picking out pieces of the story that weren't for conversation that weren't present in the, in the first one, because the first one was Suge was desired because Suge was sexy and talented. Right. Um, Nettie was pretty. Sealy was ugly. That w- And it wasn't because they were skin, body, none mm-hmm. of that. They were all same shape. All same like, yeah. it was, right. And then even in that, again, Squeak being very, very fair can basically could pass you know, finer grade of hair. I was going to say pretty hair, but finer grade of hair and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. She wasn't even really wasn't anybody really even checking for her. And so yeah. and even when Harpo had Squeak, he was his his heart. He knew where home was. He wanted Sophia. He sure did. And her size yeah. and her chocolateness and all of that. So mm-hmm. that wasn't colorism, featureism. All that wasn't a wasn't a factor in the right. And it is now. So I wouldn't be. I don't know if I could say for sure that it was on purpose. Yeah. But I would not be shocked if it was, particularly because the director was very open about, I can't do this if I'm not contri- adding to it. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah. I feel like um, if we could just have Oprah on this live or somebody who <laughs> who produced it, like, just sit down. Did y'all do that on purpose? Did y'all do that on purpose? Just tell me, please. We need to know. We need answers. Honestly. We need answers. Honestly. Because it really adds to the again, like the 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 intricacies of what it means to be a black woman in America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but it, it like you said, it definitely uh, makes for great conversation. Kind of yeah. shifted the dynamic to like this faith and spirituality piece, which yeah. was very much present in the original as well. Um, I'm wondering, pertaining to like images of God, um, one's faith, like how did you kind of see that manifested? And then I'll give my take on. Um, yeah, I think, and I'm going to again. I'm reading the reading the book again, and I'm going to watch the original again, and I'm going to see the new one tomorrow again. <laughs> uh, again, for these reasons, because one, it's interesting that you said it because the thing that I remember being in the theater, like, hmm, there was a part where, um, again, knowing the soundtrack, there's parts in your um in the soundtrack where Shug says, "I think it pissed God off." if we walk past the color purple in the field yeah. and not notice it, you know? Yeah. And, so, and then, you know, immediately that kind of takes me to uh, Maverick City. If he dresses the lily with yeah. the flander. You know, and like, you know, with Solomon and all the flowers and all that day beauty, like all that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. what I begin to think about there. But Tarati also like went on about God in these different facets. Mm-hmm. And I think that original Suge had this place where she was like, God don't want me. I don't want God. Yes. Yes. But this Taraji Suge was like, God ain't never left me. Yeah. And God is in me. Even in the, even in Memphis, even mm-hmm. when I'm in the juke, even when I'm, you know, singing these songs in this album. And there's this idea that, you know, like, and for me as a marketplace minister, if you will, it's like, uh, I don't have to be inside the four walls of the church to yes. be doing the work of God. Same. And my my grace 
his grace for me is sufficient enough to be able to do the work that I'm doing. And mm. I think that that was a message for sure that I may not look like what you think a woman of God looks like. I may not move like, but God is still in me. Now, granted, you know, she got that nasty woman's <laughs> So... <laughs> But I'm so surprised they didn't say that in the first one. Or the I, just, one. I, get, I really wanted, <laughs> I really wanted them to say that because that's my favorite line. But and they didn't say next time I put a little sugar Avery P in this drink. See, I well, like they didn't it. say that. She didn't say that. She did spit in here though. That, that was, was disgusting. Fantastic. Yeah. Yuck. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I do. Th- I, yeah, like I said, I think uh, Margaret Avery had her should had this like, I don't want God, God don't want me. So then at the end, maybe God is trying to tell me something was even the more powerful because it was like it was a reckoning. Like I've come to the end of myself. Right. Okay, God, I'm I'm, I'm ready for you now. And her father, you know, dealing with his issues with forgiveness and all that, she began mm-hmm. to see you know, the love of God, like through Celia or through whoever. And then she, you know, ran back to his precious and bleeding side, if you will. Whereas in, with this one, God ain't never left her. And so really the, the reckoning or the come, the coming, her father was really the one that came to the end of himself yeah. more in this one than then Celie did. I mean, mm-hmm. then Shug did in this mm-hmm. one. And I was just like, okay. And even like, uh, I ask this question all the time um, to my pastor and I say, how is it fair? And most of the time it's coming what I'm going through, but how is it fair that if that which is last will one day be first? And for black people, we have to have this almost in times eschatological hope where everything the good will come for us in glory and in heaven. Mm-hmm. But on earth is, I was about to say bad words, is a poop show. <laughs> Whereas white people who love Jesus, they get the privilege in heaven on earth and they get heaven in heaven. And that how works. is that How is that fair? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that watching this and particularly like Celie's life is like, that she embodied that question that you know evangelists really hate to answer. How could a good God let such a yes. bad things happen to good people? Yes, right. And it's like hard to reckon with. When we think about Christianity and a great falling away, and where we right. are with like ministry with young people, faith leaders really need to develop a pol- an apologetic for or a hermeneutic for that particular question yeah. in these dark in these really dark times in a way mm-hmm. that is even that's more palatable for you know your everyday for well, your yeah. yeah because how, like honestly how could you t- how could i as a witness of god with any real success mm-hmm. bring sealy back to Christ or Ooh. get her to believe in Christ. That's good. That's good. And here's my theory. Can I tell you my theory? And first of all, I love how you come through here with your uh student doctoral knowledge and theology talking about hermeneutics and exegete. <laughs> That's that word I can never say. Um, because it, it's an earned doctorate, beloved. Whoever okay. watches she's earning this doctorate. Um, 
Yeah. So, so when we think about like how we can even minister to a and bring them, bring her to Jesus and have her to have a full understanding of what God is. I was even thinking about this in the movie theater yeah. when she was um even like during that scene where she was walking through the the field with the uh, lilies with Shug Avery and mm-hmm. she was talking about how like so many people left her like her, my sister left me my kids are gone blah 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 and mm-hmm. she was like what type of god would do that yeah and Shug was like well it sounds like man did these things yes. it wasn't that god did yeah. it i said you i was in the city yeah, like, i said speak was- the word Shug. and the people were looking at me like i was crazy okay <laughs> Because the whole time what was going on was the, the traumas that Celia experienced caused her to alter how she saw God. Yeah. She was seeing God through the yeah. of how she saw her natural father or what, who she thought yeah. was her natural father, how yep. she saw Mr. And because yep. of this relational, this conflictual relational dynamic that she had with these two. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Man, she was attributing those same characteristics to God. Yeah. And that's often what happens when we, when yeah. people experience trauma, we start yeah. to attribute those same types of like human characteristics to God. Mm-hmm. Which Yo, is, that's, yeah. that's so good. In the, uh, the soundtrack, they're having Celia and Sugar's having dialogue and he's, she said, uh, God trifling and low down. Mm. And so Sugar said, God, not like the God, not like the pictures you see a scene of him, God not a man at all. Wow. Um, and, and she's like, she because Celia's like, what God gonna do for me? God gonna take me to live with you? Um, like you know, type of thing. And so, wow. like, to you want me to believe in this God that's supposed to love me, that's supposed to be so good. Like, you tell what do love look like when my father, one I think is my father who's supposed to love me, treated me like this. This yeah. man I'm supposed to be married to is supposed to love me, treat like, because that's not what love is, because if what the, the way he loved you and the way mm-hmm. he loved me is two different things, and the way God loved me is the way the rest of these people have been loving me, and so oh, this idea, I don't know the God you know, and so that is, it's so I was just like, wow, yeah. and for her to be able to but then they see the beauty, the beauty of it that she had so much angst with God. And someone, you know, people would argue it, but he never left her side. He was always mm-hmm. working in the areas that meant the most to her. Unfortunately, yeah. being beaten on didn't, I mean, obviously she didn't like it, but that wasn't her worry. That didn't cause her the most pain. Being mm-hmm 
sexual assault that didn't cause her the most pain. Mm-hmm. It was not having her sister and her children that hurt her the most. Exactly. And God covered and kept the thing that was the most precious to her and brought the thing that was most precious to her back to her and was always working behind the scenes with her getting her store and getting the land and all. Yeah. He always, like, you know, oh, he's Terry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that the other part of the song he said uh, uh, in the soundtrack? He said, God taking his sweet old time to get around to you. I will admit that's what she was <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, man, like, what is it? And I, right. and I remember first hearing that. And I'm like, tell, I mean, I'm saying, tell me about it. But the <laughs> thing is that they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will yes. <laughs> not be weary, walking not faint, mount, on, mount up on wings like eagles and soar. And so it is in, I remember my, um, my pastor preached a sermon from that text and talked about the like i think it's aerodynamic yes nature of eagle wings and how Mm. in storms they go higher and like they're literally built to cut through storms to raise higher and higher so like again the intentionality of scripture that says like to compare us to that particular bird is uh is is interesting and so God did surely took his sweet old time getting around <laughs> sincerely. But, and again, to really black, sometimes it feels like that. God, you mm-hmm. take your sweet old time to get around to black women. But when he shows up and shows out, it yeah. is, he preserves the thing that they literally try to rob us for. Like he preserves that. Again, that black sisterhood like when we are in like i have been in like a funk like low-key state of depression again this this corridor of the year is always Mm -hmm. horrible for me i went i had a mint like a late night brunch with my girlfriends the other day and i woke up and we was out late i woke up at eight in the morning i washed clothes i told you i washed clothes i went to the mall i started doing homework i'm working on the second deck for daring discussions and Mm -hmm. they and we were like checking it like what we doing i was like child I don't know what y'all, what was on y'all, but whatever was on y'all, then lifted up whatever was off of me. And mm. it was just, I felt so good just being in that that space. And when you look wow. at even Sophia, like having Celie come there to her every yes. day, like, and even yes. the original, when she said, I remember that day I was at the school with Miss Celie. I was feeling mighty bad. I was feeling mighty low. And I looked up and I saw you, Miss Seely, and I know days of God. I know this. And so, <laughs> why did you nail it like that, though? Like you literally nailed that. I, somebody, here's the thing: like low key, my bucket list is to be. I don't necessarily need to be on Broadway, but I want <laughs> to be in a play that doesn't require singing or somebody lip syncing for me in the back while I like. <laughs> I want to be able to do that, but I. So what she said was what Sophie, what Celie was doing was even in her darkest hour, yeah, was being the hands and feet of Jesus on earth. Hmm. She at that time, so Celie was the only Jesus Sophia could see. Yes, yeah. I knew there was a God because of you showing up for me. My God, how many people know that God is real? Mm. Because you show up for them. Mm. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ah! 
They said preach, preacher. Uh, <laughs> Y'all crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Like, so even when you put made the flyer, like the psychology of the color purple, like we have these conversations all the time. So this is just like how our minds work. And as yeah. clinicians, sometimes we have to like force ourselves, watch this as a regular human. Don't critique the so thing that they do. don't do. It is very hard. It's very, very hard. And so that's why I'm going to watch it again. So I can just, now that I got my thoughts out, I can right. just watch it just for the sake of watching it. But it's just, but the thing is that that's the artistry of it. That's the beauty of it. And really that's the God in all things. Like yeah. nothing yeah. has been made that was, what is it, John? Whatever the scripture is, there's nothing. Essentially, God is in everything. Ain't nothing on yeah. here on earth that God ain't either a part of or has some hand in. Now, when it gets perverted and weird and creepy and demonic, that's because, you know, man done got to it and and uh, and messed it up or whatever. Yeah. And so when I think about just being able to navigate those like dark times. Mm-hmm. Like, does it get darker than what Celie was going through? Does it get darker than being in the town square with your family, getting your kids some ice cream, and then out of nowhere, you in prison for six years, and then you got work for this old crusty, nasty white lady? <laughs> oh, Miss Millie. Ooh, that Miss part Millie. is so triggering. That Ooh. part is so <laughs> triggering, bro. That part was so true. But listen, nobody talks about, and I know we navigate, nobody talks about the, the racial trauma that Sophia experienced Man. and the depression that she experienced Man. as a result of the racism okay. that she, like, okay, Miss Millie gonna get these hands whenever I see her, but Oh my God. Even you know, the original movie, to this, the like, visceral reaction to, and I remember the first time I saw that movie, I had to been when did it come out? 90, whatever. I had to be all of Yeah, I 95, I was seven. And so I probably 85. 85? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, I wasn't even born yet. So <laughs> I probably saw it, let's say I was 10 years old when I saw it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I remember having a visceral reaction to the scene where she was like, you can stay all day. You can, so. you can stay. And she get there. So everybody all excited to see Sophia. And then she can't turn around. She done forgot how to drive. Yeah. And then now she's freaking out. Karen, white woman tears. And now so. she's freaking out. And now because white woman's tears becomes black woman's problems. And so Ugh. now Sophia had to come home, go home. I remember having a visceral reaction to that. And I was like bracing myself for that to happen again in the new movie and when they let her out of jail and that thing was sitting outside i said oh i know not oh i know not oh miss millie wore me wore me to my core oh and then when it was in a prison and you you was let you oh you you gotta go now it's time to go she really just start pouring into her get ready to like lift up on her spirit and right at the point where her spirits get ready to be lifted now you want to shut it down in the new one right <laughs> like, like, oh, I was, I was, oh, I was fired up. Oh my god! And I, and I really feel like the original did what it needed to do to drive that dagger because I, I hated the the original yeah. Miss Millie yeah. as, in comparison to the um new one because I remember yeah. watching it for the first time with my dad. Like, is is there something that's going to happen to Miss Millie at the end of this movie? Like, how are we going to get revenge? I want my for Sophia. Like, where is, where how is we going to get this lick back? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Oh my God. It was so, yeah. I think that that is definitely one of the most like underrated. Yeah. And it's like, and I think it's hard because Color Purple is like a black film, like as a primary, mm-hmm. like the, the, the racial issues is a, is a backdrop. Like it's not For like sure. in your face, uh, type of thing. In in either one of them, really, except like you know, an original one was like, uh, you gonna buy anything else, gal? It's like that, like that yeah. kind of like that yeah. kind of stuff was just like a little sprinkle, you know, a little sprinkle, yes. sprinkle of the thing. But and so I don't think many people talk about it. But the thing is, like, Sophia had nearly a decade of her life robbed robbed from her. Those kids lost their mother, right. five kids. For 10 years, almost 10 years, lost their mother because of the tear or the tears of some white lady, which caused some white man to get all up in his feelings and beat on his chest. Mm-hmm. And okay, Emmett Till, like this, like right. this is what happened. This is right. what happens when white men and white women simp for each other. Right. When white men and white women simp for each other, black people die or are severely are severely harmed. Yes. And I was like, yo, like, and then like, what you mean? Like, your kid's so clean. You want to come be my mate? Girl, no, I don't. <laughs> and I don't. And this is how I know God birthed me in the right generation, the right millennia. Because <laughs> I'd have been like, don't want to be your what? <laughs> Girl, do you want to be my mate? Right. But nah, so Sophia, um, I think she she represents like black women who aren't afraid to speak their mind. Her and her friends were that that group. Um, And and that ruffles a lot of people's feathers. When you see a free black woman, like free in expressing ourselves, people will do what they want to do to try to humble you. Whether that is in, you know, like, what was it? Late 1800s when that took place Mm -hmm. versus 2023. Like people still trying to humble black women to this day. And unfortunately, it is not just a external non-community member humbling us. Unfortunately, yeah. it is beginning to infiltrate into inter inter-community issues like husbands and wives. Now, I'm not this ain't what we're talking about, <laughs> but because you brought it up. No, let's go there. Let's go there. I don't even know that man's name, but Mrs. Mr. Simone Biles. Mm. And that's the real tea because we really don't even know who you are, sir. Because what I mean, Owens, I think I think that that might be his last name. I don't know what his first name is. I don't remember who he plays for. I but the only reason why I know I think it's Owens is because is it Jamal? No, that's not it. Um, because I saw a TikTok of Kevin Hart and Keenan. Yes interviewing her and then her necklace said Owens. I don't know. But that like that talk about humbling that is that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like you want to humble you want to humble her and I and it's a I hate and the fact that submission or support from us looks like being humble. Like we can be bosses and like oh yes I'm that girl and still be humble because I'm that girl. I'm still the number one Christian sexologist but oh please no I'm still making my man's plate. And bringing him his napkin and his juice and his slippers with pride. Okay, I can do, I can do both. But that interview, 
when he was like, oh, I ain't even know. I ain't even know who she was. He's lying. You're a liar. I don't believe him. You're a liar. You're I don't admit. believe him. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I've seen this on TikTok and I could not have agreed more. The I know who I know who you are. You're lying, but okay. Maybe you don't watch gymnastics. I'll give you that. Fine. But the intentional choices of how you told the story was because you wanted to put her in her place. The mm-hmm. fact that you had to lay out all the three times that you saw that she reached out to you, but you were doing something else. So you didn't respond. You had to mm-hmm. got a shot. You had to, I waited a couple more hours. You was trying to make it seem like she was like, you, you were impressed. Right. Then when you talked about the first time that they linked you, she, he said, Oh, and she came to, she came to link with me. She drove like 45 minutes. Yes. Why, we, why we need to know that? Yes. Why we need to know that you told that part of the story on purpose. And when like, he said, I'm the catcher, I'm the prize. Yeah. 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 Because when he said she drove for 45 minutes, that made the host say, oh, so what you're saying is you the catch. He was like, I mean, yeah, I'm like. <sighs> but it's really people out here who like, it's men out here who want to be the catch. Like, <laughs> and, but here's the thing. I am okay with. Be I'm not. Don't be think you're come over here with that. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think that two catches can catch each other. Okay. I think that two people who are, because here's the, here's the other piece of it that like real talk. Do I want you if you're not a catch? Mm, okay. So like if the, the fact that I am who I am means you need to be a catch to be with me. Period. So I'm okay with him thinking that he's a catch, but he should have said when he said, Would you think you're a catch? I mean, we both are. We this this is prize prize winning over here. We like we matching energy. Something that said, Yes, she got she got a prize in me, but I also have a prize in her. And it is because that we are each other's prize. Like or something, some kind of way. Use your fancy word or your fancy education. Aren't you college student? Right. Use your fancy education. <laughs> To explain what you need to explain, but the problem is, he said, the question is, if I catch you, do you feel away if I leave? Sounds prideful. For me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Everything about him feels because even when he was talking about how they went out to ice cream and everybody was like losing it because she was there, and he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I okay. like what, like. Because nobody, literally nobody has ever lost it when you walk in the room. You literally could walk in the airport, in the anywhere in the world, unattached. You could sit in Gen Pop on Delta Airlines and nobody's going to know nothing. And you don't like it. Uh, and I just... I didn't hear that part. <laughs> girl. Girl. So anyway, we got derailed for a second. But what? yes. People want to humble black women and it ain't just outside people. I did not hear that part. I think that's hilarious though. But that makes a lot of sense as to why he felt the need to say that. Because that sounds like a like a compensatory strategy. Like he needed to do that to kind of like compensate for yep. some insecurities that he yep. had. Yep. To say, like, and oh, I didn't know who she was. Walked around in right. Because of who she is and who right. he is. Right. Oh, honey, when the Olympics come, and this is why, like, I, 
he needs i'll just put it like this he needs to do some soul searching and get some work together work with his yes. spirit yes before the olympics come because miss girl is that girl okay mm-hmm. always been and so it's that, only going to yeah. get even like you so that definitely like, screams insecurity then oh yeah yeah big time and yeah. the thing and the unfortunate part about it is that some people battle with insecurity that is allowed to stay hidden or lie dormant because mm-hmm. they curate spaces of people that they are better than. Yes. And so you don't really get to see how really threatened they are until they are in a place of greater or better. Exactly. Exactly. And it takes a hit to their ego. And their ego gets in conflict with what they thought they were, like their yeah. the perceived image of themselves versus their right. reality, the reality of like what's happening. Yeah. And the perceived image of themselves is a falsehood. And it really mm-hmm. is a falsehood that is kind of scaffolded by, mm-hmm. you know, lesser, less, lesser experienced folk that they are around or lesser yeah. Uh, accomplished folks that they are around but in reality the real angst and a rub comes in particularly in relationships where we, we fighting and all of that because my or the other person's lived sheer existence and lived experience holds a mirror to everything that you don't yep. like about yourself that part that part but that and that's not your wife's responsibility to work that out. He should have worked okay. that out before he got married. He's not anointed enough to carry to do the level Come of on. that he needs. Come on. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.